Hi guys and welcome. Today I'm here with Scottish middle distance runner, fire engineer and two times Bucks champion, Kirsty Walker. In this episode, we cover her transition into the working world and how she's finding a new balance between life and running, how her relationship with running has changed over the years, what it was like having junior success and staying at a high level, how she's managed to avoid injuries mostly over the years and the role of other sports in her running journey. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, I'm your host Indira and welcome or welcome back to Fitter, Faster and Happier. If you want to perform better as an athlete, but also be your happiest and most fulfilled self, then this is the place for you. On this podcast, I will be talking with a range of runners and experts to uncover the secrets to becoming your most successful and happy runner self. Here, hot and controversial topics will be discussed, stories, tips and knowledge shared, and the doors for much-needed conversations opened. The podcast will have a special emphasis on athleting as a female, but much of the content will be relevant for all genders, and all genders are welcome. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Hi Kirsty, welcome to the podcast. How are you? How's your day been today? I'm good, I'm very excited to be here. How's your day going? Yeah, it's been good. Busy day at work. How about yourself? Yeah, it's been quite busy this week. We've been planning for lots of site visits and things, so lots going on. Oh, site visits. Okay, so what sort of work are you doing at the moment? Is that a new job? How long have you been in the role? Um, so I sort of started six months ago. It's a grad scheme doing fire engineering, which is sort of like working with architects to make buildings fire safe. So it's exciting stuff so far so very similar to running then <laughs> not so much <laughs> okay so what inspired you to go in that direction I guess I mean when you chose um when you chose to come to Loughborough was that decision based on running or was it based very much on the course and it happened to complement running how much of a role has running played I guess in the past few years for you um running was sort of the only reason I chose Loughborough I sort of went alphabetically and architecture was near the top so running was the main reason I picked Loughborough. Okay so running is definitely like a high on your list of priorities. Okay that's really cool and would you say that now after I guess last season you had a really strong season and now everything's I guess for you changed quite a lot you've moved to Scotland is that right started a new job would you say that running still features as strongly in your life or as strongly in kind of what you value is important to you? I'd say running's different in my life now. I definitely don't train as hard, but I definitely spend probably almost as much time around runners because moving to a new city, it was really helpful to have a community I could just jump in with and people I could meet and show me the city through runs. So I'm not really aiming as competitively at the moment, just while I find my feet with my job and there's lots going on, a new flat and a new city. Um, But it's definitely been good to have running here to like allow me to meet new people and not feel alone. Yeah, no, that's really cool how you mentioned that and kind of harnessing the social side of things. Do you think that that's something now that perhaps you've allowed the competitive side of running to take a little bit of a step back? You've kind of been able to benefit a bit more from the other aspects, such as the social aspects of running and enjoy that a bit more. I think so. I think when you're not 
constantly thinking about competing it's nicer to just hang out with runners and not feel that talking about running something that's stressful now talking about running something exciting like talking about different places to go and run and talking more about that rather than talking about what time you're going to run at the next race and where you're going to place it's more about experiencing running rather than running just being about goals and competition so it's quite nice to see a different side to running that's really nice to hear would you say that perhaps in the past you've been in a more kind of relaxed relationship with running and over the years as your success has kind of built and continued it's become a bit more of a not a chore but um there's been more pressure with it and now is the first time in a while or maybe the first time ever that you're able to kind of see this other side of running and are you enjoying it more or do you do you still miss the competing side I think I miss competing at a level where I'm really proud of what I've achieved and I miss knowing that I've done the training to allow me to compete at that level but I just think it's nice to respect how much training I've done which isn't that much and know that I'm not going to compete as well without having done that training but the time that I'm not training I'm filling with different experiences so it's not like I'm missing out completely it's sort of a different balance and there's been points in my life up to now where running's not been my priority during my exams I remember crying after a race to my coach when I'd been one second off a of PB and he was like it's not that bad and I was like oh, I'm gonna fail on Tuesday and he was like okay that's not really my problem <laughs> so there's always been points where running sort of taken a backseat and then points where running's all I can think about so I think it'll come back once I've sort of settled in my job a bit more. Okay, that's cool. That sounds like quite a healthy approach to it. And I guess you say you mentioned once you're settled a bit more, you'll definitely look to return to that competing in that higher level of running. So would you say that moving forward, you've definitely got ambitions to see how far you can go in terms of running? Or are you happy to kind of continue at the level you're at? What are your future goals? I think definitely there are goals I have in the future. And I'm not sure that I've defined them yet, but I think I'd definitely like to improve my track times, my road times. I've not really done much road racing. And I think as you get older, like a lot more people I know now are racing on the road and racing really fast on the road. And that's something I'd be interested in doing a bit more. Um, I feel like with cross country, I achieved a lot last season and I do have a few goals. Definitely. But I don't know that cross country is definitely the thing I really want to do well in anymore. I feel like I now want to work off of that and do better other things that I haven't always done as well in. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, last season you had a really strong cross-country season. You won Bucks, which is, she won the Bucks A race, and you came ninth at the World University Championships over the 10K, uh, which is absolutely phenomenal, and then sixth in the national, and you're only, or you were only under 23, and the national, that's national of all, all female runners. Yes, yeah, some phenomenal achievements last year. And would you say that having come off that, were you at the time, was the thought of going into the working world and leaving Loughborough and that really comfortable training setup quite daunting? Or did you not want to leave because things were going so well running wise? I think it was definitely a difficult decision and I sort of randomly applied to my job. It was sort of through a university 
like lecture that this opportunity came up and I wasn't necessarily expecting to get it so around the time when I was doing the interviews I was looking at masters and looking at ways I could stay on but I just thought I've worked quite hard during my degree I might as well use it and go out into the world and somehow find a balance with running but I definitely underestimated how hard it would be just not just the job but then afterwards you're a lot more tired than I thought I'd be because it's not just time out the house it's thinking and learning new things and it's not as easy as I thought it'd be and I definitely have a lot more respect for my parents who used to come back and go for runs and then look after me and my brother and they just seem to have time for everything and now I don't have time for anything. I think that's definitely so true once you start working you do realise how much time and energy it takes. What would you say has been the most challenging for you in terms of finding this new balance and do you feel that you've got a good balance right now? Or you, is that something that you're still working towards? I think sort of November time I had a good balance, but I was quite ill December, January time. So I haven't really been running as much recently. So it's sort of finding that balance again and figuring out how I fitted in all the runs I was doing before. So I sort of did get it right and it was going quite well. And then through getting ill and things like that, it sort of slipped a bit. So I've just got to get it back again. When you say you were getting it right back in kind of November time, what did that look like for you? So it looked like I was waking up quite early to be able to run before work when it was light. And then it was fitting in runs at lunchtime or going as soon as I got home and then trying to fit in the gym and things. It was just, I wasn't doing much other than working and running then. And since how have you, I mean, you mentioned earlier, you've kind of filled that time with new opportunities in some respects. What do some of these new opportunities or new experiences look like or have looked like? So um, me and my boyfriend like to go to castles on the weekend. And because we live in Scotland, there's lots of beautiful locks and all these castles to go and explore. And it's something that we didn't have in Loughborough. So it's quite nice to explore the natural like world around Scotland and there's a lot of outdoorsy things to do like that, which is which is good and does take up a whole day if you're going far away. Yeah, no. Oh, that's really nice. And I'm glad that you've, you know, been able to enjoy that. Okay, so, you know, having looked through your power of 10 and stuff, it's clear that you very quickly rose to the top. I mean, you were ranked number one for the 1,000 metres as an under 13. And you kind of consistently stayed in the top 10 in terms of like national cross-country performances, lots of top rankings in terms of track races all the way through from kind of under 13 right up to now. When you started running, I mean, how did you get into running? Let's start with that. How did you get into running? So both my parents were actually runners and they met at their running club at university. So it was sort of always in my family. And I remember at primary school, we did cross-country races and I'd go along and I'd enjoy them. So there was one when in year seven, I think, which is your first year at high school. Um, I One of my first coaches, he came along and watched us and he gave out um, to the top 20 girls these letters saying, come along to the track. So I went along and yeah, I've been, that's Reading ACs, my club, and I've been running for them for nearly 15 years now. Wow. Wow. That is quite some experience. Okay, so when do you think you started taking it more seriously and were you always at the top from the get-go or was there any point where you felt you had to build up to get where you did? I mean, you did reach the top very quickly. I think the group I trained in when I was younger, 
it was everyone was sort of treated as equal by the coaches it was no one was a superstar no one was left out so I didn't feel like I was especially good when I was younger it was just sort of we all trained together and sometimes I'd finish higher up at races and I was quite random in my results when I was younger and I especially found it hard when I was in the younger age group because the people that I'd been racing with were suddenly a lot taller than me or a lot bigger um, and I feel like when you're younger it make a year makes a lot of difference so it was always a bit of a setback when I'd been competing quite well the year before to suddenly be 20 30 40 places behind where I'd been but I'd say I definitely started taking it more seriously when I was 16 17-ish I changed coach um to one of the guys who still sort of coaches me a bit now Rob McKim and he sort of structured my training a bit more and um I stopped playing football then and started just running and swimming a bit more seriously um rather than doing hockey and all the sports that I did when I was really young and I think I sort of wanted to take it more seriously when I was in sick form and I started doing well at English schools and being picked to run for England and that's when I sort of decided that although university was important for me academically I really wanted to go somewhere that would support my running. No that's really interesting to hear and you mentioned how you kind of started to take it more seriously around 16, 17 but um, I have to say some of your results might might beg to differ a little there in that you you did seem to have some very good results. I think you must have run for England through English schools at least um, quite a bit before you turned 16, 17. Is that, is that I right? I actually first represented England when I was 17, I think, in my first year at college. Um, I went to Spain. Um, I never actually finished high up in English schools until after they stopped selecting people. Um, to run because it's only your first four years of English schools I think that they pick you for SIAB so unfortunately when I finished high up in my fifth year everyone was like oh you should have done that last year but um, I always struggled as a kid to peak for long enough I'd get really fit for February for the national and then after that I remember just being really tired and I think that was when the football um tournaments used to be so that used to be I'd be doing that on the weekends and things and it wouldn't necessarily be my focus was English schools because it always didn't align well with the year that I was top of my age group for everything else so I think I don't know why but I couldn't make a season go on as long as March when I was younger. Okay that's really interesting how you mention how much of a role other sports such as football kind of played in your life. So how seriously were you doing those sports for one? And then how much of a difference or do you think that they helped increase your running performance, maybe both physically and mentally by just providing something else to kind of think about? Um, when I was younger, up until about 11, I was doing football more seriously than running, but I was never particularly good at football. Um, I just enjoyed running around and kicking the ball about but um I just enjoyed being outside and I think from a very young age to sort of five or six it was really important because it helped me like find a love for being outdoors and running around and getting fit through playing rather than through training um so I wouldn't say they necessarily helped me with performance but they definitely helped me with enjoying being outside which I think is really important yeah no definitely and would you say that perhaps in terms of maybe injuries, 
having done some other sports and kind of exposed your body to maybe different motions and I guess some maybe agility work and stuff from having done sports like football do you think that might have helped you with reducing injuries over the years I think so and I think because I was doing other things when I was growing up and at school I'd be playing hockey and things I wasn't training particularly hard at just running until I was sort of 17 18 and I think not doing a load of high impact running really helped reduce my likelihood of getting injured and I think it just made running seem more fun because I didn't see it as a chore because I wasn't doing it every day I was doing other things alongside it yeah no definitely I think that's such a good point that you picked up on there easing into it and making sure that your body's really ready to take the load and mentally you're ready before you dive in there okay so in terms of injuries would you say that you've that's something that you've struggled with over the years or something have you had any major injuries what's that situation look like for you I haven't had any major injuries. It's quite embarrassing, actually. Basically, I wear glasses now, but I didn't used to think that my eyes were that bad. So I used to fall over quite a lot and twist my ankles. Um, and then as soon as I got contact lenses, it didn't happen as much. It was it was actually game changing. And so I've had a few ankle injuries. So last summer, um, I tripped over in a car park and that hurt my ankle for quite a while, which was really annoying. But I've not had anything that's really set me back injury wise. I've had a few different illnesses that have had more of an impact. So when I was really young, I was quite ill. And I think um, I didn't really realize how long it took me to get back to running quite well. Um, so it probably took a year or so for me to get back to like running as well as I was from when I was about 14 to when I was probably 15. It was just really hard to understand why I wasn't improving as quickly. And then in my second year at university, I got glandular fever, which I really struggled to come back from. So I'd say injury wise, not so much, but illness. It's just been two or three things that have really like held me back for a few years, but they seem to go away eventually. Okay, interesting. So yeah, I guess 14 is right in that period where maybe you would have made a bit more of a jump as a junior. Would you say that at the time you found that quite challenging to deal with being so young, especially, or were you kind of able to accept that, you know, you'd got ill and it was going to take a while and things would improve? Yeah, I think I always just thought that eventually it would be okay and that just training would make me a better runner. And I think I didn't really think about it until I was a bit older. My mum was like, well, actually, it could have been that because um, some things just like they drag you down for a bit longer and you just don't feel perfect for a while um so I was still able to train and things it was just I wasn't quite performing as well as I had been previously okay when would you say that the drive to compete really kicked in was that around 16 17 when you started training more seriously I'd say I've probably always been a very very competitive person I don't know if that comes from my parents being very competitive but it's weird my brother's not at all um so all those genes went to me and yeah I think even since I was very small I've always wanted to compete at things and running was one of the things I was good at so I was definitely going to try and stick at that because I'm not always very good at losing <laughs> So that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, be sure to rate, subscribe and leave a review. This really helps to get the content out there. 
I'm new to this, guys, and I want to make this podcast the best possible for you. So go follow Fitter, Faster, Happier on Instagram. That's Fitter, Faster, Happier to leave your questions, comments, and feedback, and for updates and guest requests. All the best for the week ahead, guys. Run happy, live happy, be happy.